Welcome everybody once again to the Liberation Frequency brought to you live from the Elderfield Sonic Workshop in South London. I'm your host, Denis Jose Francois, and with me in the studio today are Dan Collicott. Good evening. Imran Mirza. Hello. And TJ Sutherland. Howdy. On this episode, we're continuing our series on conspiracies. Now, in part one, we took a spy in the sky view on the subject, discussing what a conspiracy both is and isn't, and broadly looking at some of the more popular subject areas within this massive topic. But now it's time to dig deeper. So this time round, we're going to focus on a particular area. Space, UFOs, aliens and sci-fi and associated government cover-ups. And as always, we will be considering how these things have affected popular media and genre fiction. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's discussion, I just want to remind listeners that if they want to join the discussion, we are always interested in your opinions, emotional outbursts and points of interest. But how do you get them to us? I hear you ask. Well, you can email us at podcast at liberationfrequency.co.uk or tweet us at LF Magazine or get involved with our Facebook page, Liberation Frequency UK. Go on, do it. You know you want to. Hello again, chaps. Hello. Hi. Fucking <laughs> 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 <Okay>, hell. <laughs> Dan? Evening. Sorry, I'm just uh, Googling the Poland World War II UFO crash. Okay, so before we get started, before we get started on on this, week, on this week's show, we'll do the big ups later. But I just want to thank uh, one of our listeners, um, and who's also a colleague of mine, Mike Rollinson, who corrected me on something I said in the previous podcast, uh, and that is, uh, I, I spoke, we spoke about Area Fifty One, and I said that it had always been known, it had always been known as Area Fifty One. It was never a secret, and apparently that's not true. It was. Uh, only admitted by the US government in the early 80s. Hang on, hang on. So that means I was right? No, you were only partially right. Oh, damn it. He never gives me anything. No, I won't. Because it's, <laughs> in our lifetimes, it's always been for real. Early 80s is when they, is when they said, yes, it is Area 51. It, you know, it's one of our secret testing grounds, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so so in, the, in, the area, in, in the time when you're talking and when we're talking about the Roswell crash, yes, it was a secret base. In our lifetimes, it's never been a secret. So it's kind of six, one, half dozen of the other. Um, but anyway, thank you, Mike, for that correction. So while we're on the subject of uh, Roswell, then, let's start with Roswell. Roswell has to be the biggest of all the alien sci-fi conspiracies. So, Dan, tell us about Roswell. <laughs> tell the listeners what Roswell is. Um, I don't think it's really my um, forte. But, well, anyway, it was a crashed... Craft, a crashed alien craft in the Nevada desert where they are, they being the American government, is alleged to have recovered a crashed UFO and alien remains. And that seems to have been the basis for virtually every alien based science fiction film, TV series since it happened in. When did it happen? 50s? It must have been the 50s. Mm. I'll check that. Okay, so in more recent times, I think it was in the 90s, maybe in the 80s, um, there was a release of the supposed Roswell film, Roswell Tapes. Well, hang on a second. It was filming of them experimenting on the aliens and that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to say it was uh, 1947. Right. So just after the Second World War... um, in a time when sci-fi was very popular, I should add, and UFOs and little green men 
were you know commonly on the psyche of the American and maybe global, but probably more the American public. Um, and also, just to correct myself, it was New Mexico. New Mexico, right? Not Nevada. Not Nevada. So, in um, and then in the eighties, when was the Roswell film? made public was it in the 80s or the 90s maybe in the 90s, the 90s. 90s yeah. where somebody supposedly had this film of uh of the autopsy they did on the alien at the time and it was i guess an early example of something going viral free <laughs> internet but you know it, it was it was a hoax but it was a ho- only a hoax because they destroyed the original footage by mistake and decided to recreate it. Well, so who who destroyed the original footage? The the people who who took the footage, allegedly, and I say allegedly, um, accidentally destroyed that footage. But that's like you know that's like the video I used to have of our spaceship, and I had to recreate <laughs> it when we went down to the Star Trek convention. But we had to recreate it on the bridge of the Enterprise. That's why it was made out of cardboard, which. Doesn't but, really look very real. But I ask you this: when you <laughs> when you went to all that trouble, if you went to all that trouble, and you got found out, would you really try and keep the ruse going? Because literally, literally, they're they're banged to rights. They've been proven that they they basically in their in their house tried to re tried to make this. But it was based on fact initially, though, wasn't it? Well, that's what I mean. That that's what I mean. So if there were, if there isn't something else behind it, why would when they look already look complete idiots, mm. would they then persist in saying you know this the, the real story of what happened and why they felt they had to recreate it? Is this what that? I can't believe I'm saying this on a Liberation Frequency podcast, but is this what the Ant and Deck film was based on? Exactly. It was that, wasn't it? Do not feel shame, Imran. No, I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen it. No, feel shame, but, feel shame. I can't <laughs> believe you said the words yeah. Ant and Deck. But on, it was that film, podcast. wasn't it? Is that their film? Yeah, uh, it's alien, alien Autopsy, is that what it's called? Yes. But there was a slew, there was a slew of stuff that came. I remember, um, I think it was in the, it might have been in 2000 actually, it was a cartoon as well. Um, which I think was just called Roswell or Roswell Conspiracies or something like that. Yeah. And I think I've been quite good actually, but yeah, there's a bunch of like, like say TV shows, films, all sorts of stuff based around mythology of Roswell. And well, one of the things that the Roswell film, and I'd love to be able to see a visual history of this, but in the Roswell film, there is, I think that's probably one of the first, certainly for me, clear images of the grey alien with the yeah. dome head yeah. and nearly every image of an alien connected with anything since then has been That's little greys whereas prior to that it was literally little green men mm-hmm. um, you know or you know slime beasts from somewhere but since the Roswell film it's nearly always been greys with big eyes short with like That's large... what E.T. was based on On what? A grey E.T. was before that film though No but apparently that's I think Spielberg or someone has said that if you if you actually look at the shape of ET and the size, it's very very similar to a grey. Similar in the same way that astrology is similar to your everyday comings and going. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you can sort I'm, of I'm just <laughs> saying what I've read. <laughs> you can sort of squish that shape into anything. I mean, let's face it. You know, but then I guess but then you could turn around and say that the Roswell aliens were a byproduct of all the other versions of aliens that were seen before then. Because like you say, little green men, and then the, the aliens that you saw in the Roswell thing were, well, little grey men, I guess. Yeah. So it's all kind of a derivative of... Always little. 
Yeah. Isn't yeah. That Never, yeah. But if you notice, there are grey type hieroglyphics and cave paintings that go back, you know, thousands of years, which I don't know how do you explain that. It's like when 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 does the when does that kind of shape and form? When is that instilled? Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Sky. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that where you got that from? <laughs> no, but again, that that's a classic, and you know, not not a conspiracy, but yeah. there there is a that that is a genuine legend. Yeah. It's not like again. So while we're on this subject, yeah. we're, we're entering the realm of Eric von Daniken and uh, um, Chariots of the Gods, right? Yeah. Eric von Daniken wrote a very popular book in the late sixties, I think in nineteen sixty nine, maybe nineteen seventy one called Chariots of the Gods, where he postulated that a lot of our history has been falsely written by academics to make the facts fit the stories that they've created. And they're specifically pointing out Egypt and uh, Central South America and Indonesia, you know, all the ancient temples and stuff. And he uses examples of stuff like uh, the pyramids, for instance, are... There's just no way with the, the technology, technology we know we had that they yeah. could have been built. And he, go, you know, he says like, you know, whenever you see the pyramids being built uh, on in a film or in a, in a textbook, it's like a big stone with twenty guys and some rollers. Roll, roll, rollers. Yeah. But those 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 stones weigh twenty tons. You couldn't roll them on twenty, yeah. uh, you know, on, on some on some yeah. tree trunks, and twenty guys couldn't lift it. Yeah. So how did it happen? They're mathematically perfect, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then he goes on to explain that you know if you lay out all the pyramids and draw lines between them, all the ones in Egypt and up throughout the Middle East, they make up constellations really accurately, and that is true. They do. Uh, the pyramids uh, make up the belt of Orion, mm. and you can actually like map Orion with pyramids across here. Uh, and one of the things he says, right, is that if you look at like the Nazcar lines in South America mm. and you look at the pyramids and you look at Tiwanaku in South America, Tiwanaku is uh, one of the you know many lost civilizations which have many mysteries attached to it, like how did they make such perfect buildings? How did they, you know, how did they make grooves in granite which you couldn't do today with laser cutting tools never mind 10,000 years ago but one of the interesting things is as well if you map if you draw out the city it makes up the solar system quite accurately okay. include up to the eighth planet I think it is not all nine yeah. including the asteroid belt and everything it's like this this city was from like 7,000 years ago however long ago it is yeah. how did they know this blah 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 so what he postulates is, well what he postulates is could aliens have come down? And he even yeah. starts talking about the stories of Gilgamesh and stuff like that, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, um, you know, you look at cave paintings and you have pictures of these gods in their chariots. Are yeah. they really alien visitors in their spaceships? So the Nazca lines, which are out in the South, South America on the plains there, are again massive, massive uh, drawings on the ground which make up, I think there's a spider and a bird, but they apparently line up with constellations yeah. and stuff. But the thing about them is... You can't tell what they are unless you're up in the sky, right? Yeah. From the ground level, there's no way you can know what these are. And they're really accurately drawn. So I would so. suggest that someone who was able to fly was, was able to map these things out? Or? Yes, or the idea is that they were like landing markers for oh. their ancient gods who brought them technology. Like, yeah, here we are, right. kind of thing. And that, you know, so this was what von Daniken's whole thing about this book. I should add, 
two things. One is that one of the things he said is this is his theory. He presents the fact you can make up any theory you like. Hmm. Another thing about von Däniken is that in the book he keeps mentioning his work with other people and all those people say, I don't know the guy. Or I had one conversation with him. So he's a little considered to be a little bit of a charlatan or a little bit of a glory glad. Like, so he'd meet you in the street, have a, have a comment. Oh, you're Imran from uh, Liberation Frequency, haven't you? You did that, cons- that thing about conspiracies. A, a year later, in his book, there would be a whole chapter about how you and him uncovered <laughs> <laughs> the, the truth about um, Lady Di. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, there is that. But I have to tell you, it's worth reading the book because there are some things in it which he spells out. If you take away his alien visitors theory mm. and you just look at the facts, it is true. You can't really explain these facts the way they are. Like the best one up for me is the Sphinx. You look at the Sphinx and that is very clearly water erosion, mm. right? It is not desert sand erosion or whatever. And I, I think these days people appreciate that. So how long has the Sphinx been there? at least as long as there's been water. Do you know what I mean? It's like the history, it wasn't built by the Egyptians. They chiseled it down. Mm. It probably had the head of a lion originally, not the head of a pharaoh, yeah. stuff like that. It's, it, it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. So, and I'll just, one more thing. There's a second book called Fingerprints of the Gods, which was written later by another guy. He basically took Von Tannikin's work, I can't remember his name, and basically took out the, what he considered the nonsense and expanded it to include some more modern findings that was a bit more credible, but I've not read that, so... Can I also add to this? I wasn't prepared for pyramids. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to talk about pyramids. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but there was um, a famous uh, pilot who um, basically multiple UFO sightings on this domestic pilot's you know, airline route. And when he mapped them all out, it turned out that um, they all, all the the routes or the the flight paths of these UFOs matched up with X amount of pyramids. Right. It's, I don't know if you've heard of or what you're saying encapsulates the lost continent of Mu, M U spelled M U, which was an area. Uh, I think, they, was that where the justified ancients came from? <laughs> I, think, I think they may have driven an ice cream van. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically it's an area around Easter Island, but entire continent, which was proposed by a 19th century traveller uh, known as Augustus Le Plongeon, who claimed that there was uh, yeah, a lost civilization and a lot of the findings um, in South America point to the existence of that civilization. Mm. Mm. But also, again, on the pyramids thing, they, they're still finding pyramids today. Yeah, in South America and... In Japan. Yeah. In fact, there was recently, um, there was an excavation, I believe, in Greece. And I think, this might be wrong, so I hope I'm not wrong here. But it was something to do with, it may have been Syrian conflict or the, the, the general unrest, civil unrest in that area that stopped the excavation, but they have found um, multiple sites that they've looked at using various different, um, it's either heat mapping or water mapping Mm. technology, where they've pinpointed that the water under the, I don't know, under the sand or whatever, the way it's laid out, the, the heat maps show that it, it's a pyramid-like it's a structure, structure under there. Okay. So there's a lot of these, and apparently 
because the you know the areas are unstable they can't go in and finish the excavation but they found some they found some recently um in japan and china let's get back to ufos <laughs> um i back to roswell yeah specifically um so roswell is the one that is most popular in our psyche i think because there's been a tv show it's often used in it because of the probably more because of that tape incident as well in the yeah. 90s. I think it probably I probably wasn't as aware of what Roswell and the mystery surrounding Area 51. Yeah, it's, the, well. it's the one that people always reference, isn't it? Roswell, Area 51. Like if you say, if you say just name me a conspiracy theory to someone, I reckon about seven, eight out of ten people will turn around and say Area 51 or Roswell. Yeah, do you think the, the reason it's probably the most compelling because it isn't the first alleged UFO crash and ship recovery, it seems to be the first one where there was actual alien remains. Right. Mm. And obviously the fact that they passed, the American government passed it off as a weather balloon. Right. Well, this is what I wanted to get to about UFO sightings and stuff. Now, here's the thing. UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object. And I think um, a lot of people confuse that with, you know, the UF government... And a lot of governments never deny UFOs. They, they accept that UFOs exist, but that doesn't mean that they're aliens. It just means that they are an unidentified flying object. And I think people forget that. I've definitely seen UFOs, as in something in the sky that I can't recognise. Hmm. I can remember one night being at home with my girlfriend and looking out the window and swearing blind that I could... You know, we were looking at a UFO just floating in the sky and we stared for like five... 10 minutes at it and then realised really it was the moon it was, it was, it was the moon it was, it, was, it was a mixture of a foggy stormy night the, it was the light was being distorted in such a way Taking that it just didn't, we were it was one of the Holland but that happened that, and it made me realise that day I mean we stared at it for a long time I couldn't you know and then eventually enough clouds and mist parted and stuff that you could really see it was the moon for, but for a good 10 minutes you couldn't tell it was the moon I mean we were and we were just, and I, then I realised this is how UFO sightings happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That people swear, you know. Well, yeah, especially, especially at night and stuff like that. You know, you get obviously you got tons of planes and whatever going across, and all it takes is for something to be a little bit different from the norm mm-hmm. for you to go. Hang on a minute, what's what's that? So, okay. Um, so the, yeah, so there's Roswell. So what else do we have there? Well, one of my favourites is the. Former Nazi rocket scientist. I'll try that again. The former Nazi rocket scientist Werner von Braun, who was also, after his time, served with the Nazis um, on the V two rocket program. He was drafted into the American space program, and is credited for getting us on the moon. Um, some of the uh, rocket propulsion uh, technology that he pioneered were just unthinkable at that time and certainly when he was working for the Nazis and developing rockets and there are some absolutely fantastic conspiracy theories that he was guided by aliens that the technology that he was dealing with and the advancement that he was able to push humanity forward uh, would would never have been possible if it weren't for the fact 
um, either he was there was direct interve- intervention from another race. Um, another one of the favourite. Is there sorry to interrupt? Is there anything yeah. that ju- sort of justifies that as a feasible? I wouldn't say anything Somali. really justifies it, but um, in nineteen 19- <coughs> fact, he was ahead of his time, basically. Well, yeah, I think that's more likely <laughs> the fact. But in nineteen thirty-seven, in Cesernica, Germany, um, there was a crash, and apparently, well, it's well known that the Nazis were absolutely obsessed. They had their own division that dealt with things of the supernatural. They Hydra. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, no, that is a fact that they did have this. Um, but they, you know, I think you're about to say that, that this is when they reportedly found a. Was it? They, they found a UFO. It wasn't. There wasn't an alien inside it. Is that correct? They just found um, the actual. I don't know if there was an alien inside it, but apparently, um, the group that recovered elements of this crash site. Uh, included Werner von Braun. He was part of that division, and it's widely thought in probably uh, the, lo- so the loony land of the internet. So in that crash, he found things that helped him to yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah. would never have made the leap to techno- space technology that we had in the sixties without an accidental find from potentially. Potentially, and that that's a big riff, isn't it? Things like. Uh, microwave technology the microchip uh infrared there's so many things that are credited to either alien technology that's been recovered um you know throughout fiction okay so let's put our cards on the table here at this point (laughs) (coughs) let's put our cards on the table here at this point do you believe that then do you think our current technology level somewhere along the line has been influenced by findings from the outside is this really you know a bit like cyberline systems you know finding a time traveled retrofitting yeah retrofitting a time traveled terminator arm into a self-habituating loop yeah i would love to believe that but in truth i don't would you love but you say you'd love to believe that why um because i think there, there's so much mythology and theories and things that that kind of go outside of, you know, religion and and I don't know so so many other kind of very dull, very finite human aspects of life. It's so it, it's so much nicer to believe that there's something more, and you know that that could be guiding us. That there were that we are not this master race that has always existed on earth ruled earth we are the only people in the solar system it's all it's really nice to think that that the people inhabited earth before us you know but i i don't see enough that there's so much smoke where there you know not enough fire that you know okay. if if the government or anyone wanted to dispel all these rumors there's you know they've blown enough smoke up our behinds to, to stop us from ever knowing the reality. What about you, Imran? To separate your question right. in terms of do I think our technology has been influenced, I don't think it has been. However, if I if you're asking me whether I believe in the existence of alien life forms, yeah, it's the played out. It, it's a cliche argument to say 
would be naive to think we're the only. Okay, but you do know, you believe of the existence of aliens here? At any point, either accidental, crash landed, or living amongst us in secret on Earth. The the the, the thing that I kind of, to explore the Roswell thing, for example, as right. a single incident where an alien has arrived. Ultimately, what was he doing here? If that was the case, do you know what I mean? If it, if it was if to say yes, there was an alien. It was a single alien who would have travelled, I imagine, considerable distance. And how come there was no one else? No one's come for him or anything like can that. Can I just say do I would travel mean? far for the right fried chicken? <laughs> and he went to the right place. He went to New Mexico. <laughs> but I just think, I just think, as a, a single alien, I'd be less inclined to to see that as a as a as a as a as a premise as opposed to you know several ships arriving at this point in time. Do you know what I mean? That it's a long distance for one life form to travel by himself. For what purpose? TJ. Uh, yes, I do. You, Abraham. Yes, you do. Wait, 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 wait. Do you believe which bit? <laughs> do you believe that our technology is influenced because of something that came before, that there are aliens living among us, or that there are just aliens? Okay, I believe that um, there was some intervention in ancient times, mm-hmm. in going way back, actually, um, in terms of the development of Homo sapiens and the separation between them and the animals. Hang on, isn't this the plot to Prometheus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting you back um, to the Indiana Jones. No, I think I think there was some sort of influence in the development of mankind from day one. I think things like you were saying about you know the pyramids and how they were built and the different patterns and formations that are, that are all over the planet. I think that those things can't be explained in terms of the technology or the abilities of man at that time. Right. So I think there was something else that helped to influence and drive that. Um, aliens living among us now, I guess going by that theory, if there were aliens in the past, then there's no reason why there wouldn't be today. Right. Um, so living, living among us or... Possibly living among us um, or, you know, that... I suppose, so look, can I paraphrase that for yeah. you? So, if you accept the existence of aliens and you accept the the, the idea that aliens have been here, then, it's, then, no then why wouldn't they still be here? Yeah. They might not be, but that could just be like you know they've just gone round the corner for a pint of alien milk and they'll be back next week. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Why wouldn't they be here? But then there's no reason why aliens, because obviously our concept of aliens could be well, the concept of aliens could be anything at all. So it mm. could be things that are visible to us, things that aren't visible to us, things that. On a different um, dimension. Things in a different, yeah, in a different dimension. Thing, or, or, that, or that look exactly like us. I mean, you know, it could be any anything at all. So, but I, yeah, I think there are too many things that have happened over the course of humankind that there hasn't been some sort of intervention at some point. So, so all right. So we've. Um, uh, I, I, so, so my position is, I I partially agree with with TJ. I. I think there's a lot of compelling evidence to say that, uh, not that we've been influenced by aliens in the past, but there's there are bits of our history which you can't explain very well. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say, oh, well, it's because of aliens, but I would like to, I, I feel that there may have been advanced civilizations mm. that have been completely eradicated 
or lost to us or we don't know about or maybe they're being hidden from us but I think there's a lot of stuff when you look at Tiwanaku or the ancient Egyptians and stuff and you just cannot explain some of the stuff there without explaining well where did that technology that knowledge that level of civilization to be able to do that I mean just on a very simple level even if it's nothing to do with aliens or well yeah sorry yeah sorry to interrupt but well yeah I think using the word the term aliens I think is a kind of generalizing term but I, I don't I don't believe in little green men coming right. down the spaceship and whatever, but um, but yeah, I think that 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 sort of concept, I think, is yeah. something that I. I but I mean, believe. so imagine this. So this one, this is going to sound completely opposite of what we've been talking about. Stonehenge, right? Mm-hmm. Stonehenge is what is it? Uh, several thousand years old, four thousand, yeah. five thousand years old, right? Like from beyond most of recorded history that we have, right? It's in the south of England. Now, here's a couple of interesting factoids. Uh, although I've heard that factoid doesn't ever mean what people think it does. but So I won't use that word, I'll cut that out. Here's a couple of interesting facts about Stonehenge. The, the rocks, the stones, in, as, in the UK can only be found in like North Wales. Not, yeah. Right? Mm. Uh, they weigh like five tonnes each. So let's just take those two things. If it's 5,000 years old, however old it is, they weigh five tonnes each and they come from North Wales, how did they get there? Right now, okay, again, maybe people carried them, but there were no roads, there was just forest, or were there? Did they have some method of transportation that we don't know about? Because if they carried it by foot through dense forests, which it would have been as far as we are aware, mm. then that's, that's more than a lifetime of people, unless there's something about those people we don't know about. So then there has to be a compelling reason to do that, because then you, what you're saying is, if it's going to take you like 70 years to carry this, this bunch of rocks from North Wales to South of England, which it quite possibly could, right? What, how would you convince other people to do it and keep doing it after you're dead? There'd have to be some compelling reason. So this is the bit about things like Stonehenge that I always wonder about. It's like, not so much the, you know, what was it? It's like the why. why the why and the how. Someone had really had to... So then you think, well, there's obviously a lot of stuff we don't know. You know, they, it's all well and good to say it's a sun clock. Hmm. But, but still, you could have done it. Why couldn't you have just took, taken some local... Why, why that exact spot Why well? that exact spot, and why did you not just find some local rocks to do it? Do you know what I mean? And how did you get them there? So then they, then you start to think, okay, well, maybe they, there was a lot more to the civilization than meets the eye. Now, of course, then someone like Von Daniken would step in and say, yeah, well, they had anti-gravity vehicles from there. You know? <laughs> but, 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 you know, that does open the door. So I do feel that there's, uh, there are massive bits of knowledge that we just don't have. Hmm. just don't have at all and to go into the conspiracy part of that and this again I get this straight from the Bondanikin writings one of the things he says and this apparently is true uh, is that so our knowledge of the Incas and Mayans and stuff all, a lot of the textbooks that are written that, that are some still in circulation now were written by experts at the end of the 18th 19th century when, when you know expeditions were going out that way but if you look at like the main guys writing them, they never went there. They sent their assistants there and they interpreted their assistants' notes into a factual history of that location. So that's like, you know, me sending Imran over to Hackney to uh, experience a music festival, you coming and telling me about it and then me writing about it as if I was there. Hmm. How, you know, how much of it would you believe, really? You wouldn't. And also, I mean? just to interject a tiny bit, I don't know why I chose Hackney as that example. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like alien. Yes. Yeah. One, one of the key um, races that built a lot of the, the pyramids and various 
immense structures died out as well. So they don't exist anymore. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like. Is it the, not the, the, the Mayans, the Incans, and the. I can't remember. Yeah, I'll yeah, come back to that. But yeah, which immediately stops that timeline and almost forces us to, you know, that, that, that trail of knowledge is gone yeah. because it didn't continue. So it's very convenient, but very strange that an entire race, which you would say, considering what they managed, they should be far and away, um, what's the word, evolved beyond quite a lot of the other races mm. at that time, and yet they died out and disappeared. Well, maybe it ties because I'm reading a book called um, Sapiens at the moment, um, and it talks about basically the history of mankind from basically from the beginning. And he talks about when um, Homo sapiens kind of became the dominant species on the planet. But prior to that, there were lots of different Homo, whatever it was, branches of, um, not Homo sapiens, but of uh, man. So Neanderthals and da -da -da -da, different types. So I wonder if, and a lot of the, all of those, basically all those different species of Homo, whatever it is, um, died off. So, I mean, you know, it could tie into stuff like this, whereby there may well have been a subset of the... Selective breeding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, you know, that set may have done a lot of these things that we're... See, now, I, now I'm starting to think of popular movie plots, but before we get there... But are you saying basically we're all a bunch of homos? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I cannot not see that massive pile of notes in front of Imran who sat there very, very quiet. <laughs> I, so. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not really notes, it was really about um, the, the concept of conspiracy in film. Ah, oh, okay, great. So, let's move on to that because, you know, this is where we were leading to. So how has this effect, affected the media and stuff? Because, you know, like I was saying about the Roswell film affecting then what everybody's vision of an alien is, it is sort of a self-perpetuating kind of circle. We watch... TV, we watch the movies, and this, whether we like it or realise it or not, influences what we think is going on in the world. So we've already mentioned Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, and we've already mentioned Prometheus, but I've got to start with, which I think is the best one for this, for this I've got to start with Men in Black. <laughs> because Men in, Black, Men in Black is a great, it plays into the whole idea of conspiracy so brilliantly. Mm. You know, it takes, you know, yeah, they're, they're, it's all true, they're protecting us from the scum of the universe by erasing our memories and stuff. Now, if there was any one I'd love to buy buy into, it would be that one. That would well, be great. That's actually, from stuff I was reading in preparation for today, that's actually the most interesting aspect because the concept of Men in Black is a conspiracy theory that goes back to the 50s. Yes. All tied in to people that claim to have sighted aliens or UFOs. These mysterious... And it's a comic book, isn't it? Yes, it, oh, it did evolve into quite Yes, but what you're talking about is the concept of the man in black yes, who shows yes. up with the glasses and covers things up. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've never read any other interpretation with a magic stick that makes you forget everything. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, the movie is the only thing that I've seen that in. But the concept of man in black goes to the... <laughs> <laughs> you get to create your own We do it well, after every excellent. podcast. We do, know. right? <laughs> this is our first one. Yeah. But um, it, it goes back, and, uh, it, it, even the concept of the man in black, in terms of conspiracy, is in so many other different, not forms of media, but in terms of X-Men, uh, Matrix, yep. as well. It's that kind of, yeah. that, that mysterious person that comes and covers everything up. Yeah, which is, I think, you know, a modern visualisation of the, the Fed, the FBI agent, yeah. the CIA agent, yeah. the government representative. But, you know, if you look at, but not always, because if you look at a TV series like Fringe, 
there are the men in black, the observers who just, you know, are always present, always there with their bald heads and their, and their suits. And then you've got the adjustment bureau and they're, they're kind of men in black as well, but that's from a, you know, in the end from a religious kind of thing. So it's just the idea that there are these official people shadowy figures watching. And when we find out too much, they step in and they make a correction or they blank your mind or, you know, something like that. Just to keep the natural and, order. I mean, to go the full way, you know, maybe this is all a, uh, a Truman show. And there's yeah. many black and the show producers. Yeah. And, you know, that's what... And we're a TV reality programme. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch all of it, but, I mean, in fact, we watched about four or five episodes under the dome. You know, yeah. I'm sure would eventually get to that sort of... Uh, oh, it doesn't. I've been, it feels like I've been watching it for about... Five years and it's not really got anywhere. <laughs> so, so yeah. So for me, Men in Black is what of all the conspiracy theory and stuff is, and you know, it's a comedy. I think it's really artfully done. Mm-hmm. Even the sequels and stuff, I think they're actually quite watchable. You know, um, and then where where were you? We were talking about Prometheus because Prometheus has really buys into the has really played into the aliens came here. I've not seen Prometheus by the way, so sorry. Really? No, I'm not. Oh. It's, it's kind of it's one of those weird ones where I just kept on watching it and then every time I went to go and watch it something happened and I got distracted so I will watch it at some point it's but. it's a film which you should just treat on its own you shouldn't you should pretend it's nothing to do with Alien or yeah, Aliens I'm surprised it was even tied in to be honest as opposed yeah. to not just treated as an independent yeah, yeah I wish they movie. had to be honest yeah. Yeah. but have you noticed with things like Prometheus and everything we've been talking about there's always one consistent in that fiction and in religion is that it's always a god an alien a, a, you know a, a being something other something other than ourselves basically. yeah that yeah. put something here that became something else yeah. and it's kind of such a consistent thing throughout well, history well but then does that not play into the idea that any uh, technology that's sophisticated enough will appear as magic who's it said that is it obviously clark or I believe that's the, the quote. If a, 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 if a technology is advanced enough and you don't understand it, it will appear like magic to you. Yeah. Imagine taking an iPad and just going back 50 years, 20 years, yeah. it's going to seem like magic. Like, yeah. you, you know, and most of the technology we have now, you know, whether it's a PlayStation or an iPad or you know, you go back a hundred years or two hundred years, just a trans, transistor radio, a telephone, yeah. and it will seem like it will but, seem like magic. Yeah. Talking about witchcraft, just hitting on this very quickly. You know, the the whole idea was that we got to a point in civilization where religion and witchcraft and all these other really horrible dark theories took us into the dark ages. So basically, we became. Stupid. afraid and dumb and it, it took you know decades before the enlightenment before we again started to actually advance ourselves yeah, yeah. Hmm. so you think maybe we if we hadn't gone into the dark ages would we have advanced quicker and was there something you know there's quite compelling evidence to say well when we were in that dark ages was there something that brought us out why did we you know suddenly turn it around um if we had an anthropologist or any kind of science historian here, I'm sure they would talk about the discovery of fireplaces and light, electric light and things which stopped us being literally huddled in the dark. I know that's not what you mean. Yeah. And telling each other spooky stories which kept us dumb. Uh, well, yeah. well, so, so 
But what brought sorry, what brought about the Dark Ages though? Was it was it people's fear of advancement and things that they didn't understand? I think it was religion. I yeah. think it was religion got to the to the point that it, it just made everyone scared. Yeah, essentially. I think we we were literally so. Well, does it not? Does the Dark Ages do the Dark Ages not also coincide with uh, natural phenomena as well? Which affected our ability to travel around, and because enlightened times of enlightenment are normally associated with, you know, uh, communication, traveling, spreading of ideas. Yeah. So if things, you know, if something prevents that, like a three hundred year old, a three hundred year colder period, yeah. where mm-hmm. people can't really move around, and you know, there's lots of natural disasters, and you, know, you have plague, which kills off loads of people and stuff like that. Yeah. You literally kill off loads of ideas, lots of communication, mm-hmm. and. Then and, and everything dumbs down and because I know and I know to just to say again that when people talk about the art dark ages they don't literally mean the dark ages but they do actually kind of coincide mm. people huddled around in the dark you know in you know uh, telling each other stupidness in that, in that case you might do another one soon well um, possibly yeah. possibly I think yeah, it was I've, I've heard this theory yeah. I think before we come to that I think it's because the the thread between life and death was so thin because as you're saying a famine could wipe out all the crops people could die 75% of Europe I believe was wiped out by the plague 75% was that bad and I know we talked about superstition and it is kind of an extreme version of that that people thought well what do I have to do who do I have to pray to what do I have to believe in to survive to protect my and it doesn't family. take more than a few coincidences to make people believe mm. you know what I mean so 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 just so sticking on the film thing so for me it's like I, I'm in black Imran you've, you you were sort of uh, still looking at your big notes there I'm loving your notes <laughs> to listeners Imran has got like three or four pages of type you hear the, the stuff. I didn't type these are copied and pasted I just want to say I didn't <laughs> okay. actually type he is Co- copied and pasted in your own handwriting yeah, he, is, <laughs> he is prepped I tell you and everyone's rocking iPads and phones and I printed out paper that's Free really, yeah. Yeah. it's all up it's all up I can see that Google's lasting <laughs> it's the, the most intriguing thing I think it I, I, I meant to jump in while you were talking Dan but when you were talking about the idea of sort of us and alien as such an alien coming down with when it comes to the concept of film there's always it's not just us and aliens the best sci-fi films have that third element which is which is what introduces the uh, the art of conspiracy so in, in in the majority of alien films that we actually receive we it's not just an alien randomly coming down there's usually a, a quite a large government agency that is trying to prevent it from happening or provide it a secret or use or this or know about it or know about it or trying to manipulate it to their own advantage and that's always been the most yeah good point interesting mm. part of of those films even from men in black which in of itself is exactly what that is the x-files uh, mm. independence day the fact that they knew the roswell they had the alien and the ship the whole time they live they live, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Great film. Mm, they yeah. live. Fantastic. R.I.P. Roddy Piper. Yeah. That was yeah, in my big sure. That's going to be my big yeah, Roddy Piper's going to be in my R.I.P. But yeah, there is, expanding what you're saying, there's always an obsession that our government wants to take whatever the most beautiful alien life there is 
They want to take it, weaponize it, kill everyone with it, kill the enemy. And which is Alien, which is the concept of the, the first Alien movie. It's yeah. about them going up there to secure the alien, regardless of the expense. It, it, it never matters. Well, and, and, the, and more so, well, <laughs> the second one as well. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Orbit, isn't it? But it never matters how much damage that alien has done, how many people it's killed, how many people it could kill if mishandled. It's a bit like Jurassic Park, isn't it? Well, Jurassic World. Yeah. I mean, that is the plot of Jurassic World. Yeah, so, it's, you know, you know. And then there's the other it's side. Recognized dinosaurs. There's the other side there as well, though, with films like, um, what was it? Uh, Alien Nation. Alien Nation. Yeah, Alien well, Nation. Well, they sort of um, coexist with us. Yeah, and um, the one that's set in Africa, South Africa. Oh, oh uh, District, District Nine. District Nine. Right? Yeah, that sort of thing, which is quite interesting to see that dynamic of okay so what if aliens did come down and they ended up living with us how you know how would that dynamic work I really like um, Alien Nation actually I thought mm. it was quite an interesting film TV show wasn't that great though before we sort of wrap this up I do have to mention because again uh, my, my man at work Mike Rollinson pointed me towards the Rendlesham, the Rendlesham Forest incident incident mm. Which is basically, and that's what was on that Paranormal Witness thing, that is the UK Roswell, um, which happened in the early 80s outside um, an RAF Air Force Base, uh, which was currently at the time occupied by the US government or US forces, what we're operating out of it. And to cut a long story short, it is the sighting of glowing lights coming down to land in the forest uh, just outside the RAF base it was seen by lots of different people, people inside the base, the US military, local police, people outside. Um, they went to investigate, you know, the forests went dark and stuff. And there were like, you know, not when I say footprints, uh, landing gear prints with radiation signatures around them. All this is all recorded supposedly. The sightings um, have been explained as a misinterpretation of a series of nocturnal lights. This is what supposedly- a fireball. The Orford Nest Lighthouse and Bright Stars. There's about five things. There's in lots there. of different theories, but the problem with the Rendlesham Forest incident is that lots of different unconnected groups were involved. So you've on one side you've got members of the US military on the base, you've got local police, you've got people walking their dogs in the forest who all saw the same thing. And supposedly there were radiation readings and blah blah blah. So uh, and it happened two nights in a row. As well, that's the other thing. There were more things the next day. Um, it so has never been denied as a UFO sighting by the British government. But then again, like I say, a UFO sighting is an unidentified flying object. Now, the official record from the US government side is that if there isn't anything on record, but apparently a lot of the people involved are still alive now. And when in, when interviewed, they say, well, no, they didn't. Because it was the early 80s. We're not talking about the 50s now, we're talking about the 80s. And they knew that if they reported what they'd seen for what they thought it was, they probably would have lost their jobs or just been run out of town. Or Do, do you know what I mean? Mm. So they just they, they said, oh, they, they didn't report what they really saw. So um, And because it was in a more modern time, it's considered to be a, probably the second most interesting uh, UFO cover-up after, after Roswell. Um, I do remember. I've heard this. I've heard the story of Rendlesham several so when times. You say, when you say it was a cover up, but you said the government hasn't denied that there was a. They never denied that there was a UFO sighting. I believe okay. there's been because it's been declassified. I think, but the actual government report on it puts it down to there's about five different explanations hmm. or so. Now I would love to go into this in more detail, but the documentary I was given 
to watch about it. I just didn't have time to watch it. Sorry, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to talk about it more because it is quite an interesting one. Apparently, um, there's an audio tape. That's called, right. Yes, called the Hawk tape. Yeah, there's an audio tape of it. The guy had his little pocket recorder with him and recorded oh. stuff and um, well, recorded the, the sound, the of sounds the... and stuff. He was out walking his dog. The guy that was with a tape recorder in his pocket. Yeah, that's not that unusual. I used to walk around with a tape recorder in my pocket. Okay, recording. No, but I, had a, <laughs> I, did, I did use have a dictaphone. For making notes, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's, it sounds weird, but it's probably in yeah. the 80s when people had phones this big yeah. and like any technology pages. Come on, yeah. you know. So the file was released uh, by. So the MOD file was released in 2001. Yeah, it's been declassified for a while. So, oh, Dan found something to get his teeth into there. Look, oh. <laughs> but that was what was on that YouTube clip that. Uh, in the show notes, which I always say I'm going to do but never do, but let's pretend that I will. In the show notes, I will put a link to the YouTube uh, video of Paranormal Witness, which is uh, always a little bit advertised. One, one explanation was it was a downed Soviet spy satellite. Well. So is there anything else anyone would like to add? Independence Day. Not really a cover-up, though. That's, uh, that's not really a conspiracy movie, is it? It's... Uh... No, I guess not. Although, as Imran said, the kind of the Roswell bit plays a big part in it. As in the Roswell incident was the original alien crash, an alien that they found at that time. Right. So when the aliens come back, and oh, the, that's true. Yes, yeah, of and the president yeah, yeah, turns yeah, yeah, around and he goes, "Oh, next you'll be telling me that uh, um, you know Roswell was real and Area 51. 51 really exists," and then the He's quiet. His military colonels. <clears throat> yes, sir, about that. Yeah. Interesting. And TJ. of course, X Files. But X-Files. Won't, won't talk well, yes, well, yeah. TJ? Uh, I'm going to go with They Live. Oh, they Live is awesome, isn't it? It's so great. Cool. Re- and a really so cool idea as well, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and the best fight in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They could have cut 20 minutes by saying, look at the bosses. Okay. Yeah, that's great, great. But great, can I yeah. add, sorry, one last thing, just, just on where they live uh, came from, and that during the Cold War, and I think even probably before that, that subliminal messaging in media was a real thing? Well, yes, well, well in the 80s, of course, it was found that it was far more common than people realised. So at the time, something else that was popular at the time, Max Headroom. Yeah. One of yeah. the things in Max Headroom was the whole idea of the blipvert, yeah. which were in like one second, you'd have like 30 <laughs> seconds worth of advertising or something like that, you know, <laughs> blipverts. Um, it was found that before they made uh, uh, flash frames illegal, someone was telling me this the other day, that apparently Coca-Cola used to do it all the time. Wow. Uh, and like before the film in advert, they'd just flash a frame up which said, have a drink after the film. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fight Club, where they flash up a penis. Oh well, there's the there's, there was anyone know the most recent incident of a flash frame on TV, which uh, on TV on TV in British television. Oh really? Oh, yeah. no, I didn't know about it's this. On, um, it was what's his name who did uh, the day to day in Brass Eye. Um, oh Chris, got, Chris Morris. Yeah, he got fired. That's why he got oh, fired. Oh, it was something like he, he, "fuck you." No, he's well, it, it said. Michael Grade is a cunt. That's it. <laughs> and it flash framed up and it didn't do it. It was like five frames. You could see it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, but I think he Not knew he was on his enough. way out anyway. Yeah. 
Um, we spoke a little bit about uh, the moon landings last time. Um, so I want to speak about them again just a little bit because I think the moon landing ones are quite interesting because here's my question. Are the moon landing conspiracy theories, i.e. we didn't go to the moon and it's fake, are they the same people who say all our technology comes from aliens? They can't be when you think about it. The two must be opposed because they're two different. That's like the bunch of tube workers who are complaining about ticket offices being closed and not having work versus the ones who are complaining about having to do extra work because we have the night tube. You can't have it both ways, guys. Now, because <laughs> it seems they want both, right? I'm a bit confused here, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it is, you know, because one lot of people are saying we don't have the technology to go to the moon. And that is a conspiracy and we're making it all up. But another bunch of people are saying, ah, well, all of our moon technology comes from aliens. But so my yeah, question is, are they the same people? Interesting. Because, my, you know, is, uh, is a conspiracy theorist and I sort of feel that this is the case, a universal conspiracy theorist. We spoke a little bit about this last time, that there are people who are predisposed to believing in conspiracies no matter what they are, and the same people who believe that, you know, uh, Lady Di was killed by MI6 are the exact same people that believe that um, the pe that aliens landed in Roswell and the US government has been covering it up. That would be an interesting poll, actually, to, if you asked the same people go both those questions but just so to that, see what their response is. There a correlation? But their response wouldn't be that we went to the aliens. No, they were, well, no. Someone, the someone who, yeah, someone who devoutly believes in conspiracy theories would believe that our technology was influenced by aliens but then we didn't go, we to, didn't the go to the moon. Which you're right. That, that, doesn't, that, make, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. But that doesn't mean that the aliens wouldn't have come here for us to take their technology. We didn't go do you know what I mean? We, we no, wouldn't have I, had no, to leave. No, but if aliens have been advancing our technologies over... Oh, why haven't we been yeah, able to... Then, yeah, we, then we should be able to... Right. Then but we should I, have been I able think to the cons most of the conspiracy theory is not that we... Because obviously we've been to the moon several times. So it's not that... Or have we? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. But anyway, but at, at that time, it was obviously the, the space race. So it was... It was America's way of being the superpower and sticking it to the Russians. It was so important. It was, um, what's the word? Propaganda. Yeah. Coup. So I think some of the theories say that at that time, we weren't ready to land on the moon. So it was done purely to, to win that propaganda race rather than, you know, we were never going to do it and we never had the technology to do it. We just weren't quite ready at but then, that moment in time. But then that goes back to what you just said a minute ago, you know, if we didn't go there in the first place, does, you know, have we actually been there at all? Well, wasn't it, yeah. was it the last Because we've been told when... that we've, we, sorry, we've been told that we've been there and there's, you know, moon dust apparently that's been brought down and all these kind of samples and stuff, but there's, well, we, we, know, don't, we, we don't know for sure that we've ever actually been that far. No, but we know, well, we know for sure that man has been into space because too many people have seen for real space shuttles and rockets leaving atmosphere with people on them and coming back. Well, we think well, there would be people on them. <laughs> but, but, okay, so we know for sure that we can send objects out of the into atmosphere. Space. Right? We know this. Right? But you're right, beyond that, we don't know anything because yeah. we don't have any everything, other every, everything that we've been told about, pretty much anything that's happened beyond our own limited field of vision is information that's been fed to us from 
TV, books, yada, 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 yada. In order to believe that that's the case, then you have to buy into a much bigger conspiracy. Much, much bigger conspiracy. Yeah. Because the idea that billions of people could not could be fooled is massive. If you think about what that would involve, you know, we're talking not just billions of people, countries with apparently opposing agendas would have to actually be in collusion. Because that, that, then that means that, well, the Americans, the Chinese... And the Russians are actually all working together. Otherwise, otherwise the conspiracy doesn't work. And okay. then that means that everything that happens to us down on Earth based on this supposed arms race and conflict between these superpowers must also be a pretense as well. Or yeah. a cover for something else. Maybe. So that really leaves a much bigger... Like, yeah. I, I mean, if you, yeah, if you want to take it to the nth degree, you could go into, like you say, there's this whole big thing where that everything that happens around us, whether it's wars or, you know drip feeding us medicine or cures for this but not cures for that everything that goes on around us is being controlled by who knows what mm. consider this consider this right going back to Werner von Braun so in the time he um, well he worked out how to get us onto the moon so it wasn't a digital age no one had been in space already how how did he manage to come up with the most complex uh, mathematical equations in order to work out how to get us? Because it was it would have been the the failure point would have been huge. Mm-hmm. So how did he get us? At, fair enough. He got remember he got us onto the moon. Well, not us personally, but he uh, he got the Apollo mission onto the moon. Not only did he do that, but he got them back. Now think of that. Think of that. No, no digital technology. We've never been in space before. See, people say There's that. There's no ISIS. People say that, but that's because we live in a world where computers do all our thinking for us. And, you know, if you look at the math... But where did he get the data from? Well, you extrapolate it, don't you, from observation. Hmm. You know, from observing the patterns in the stars and you know how far it takes to move stuff and blah 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 and distance around. And also, we've got thousands of years of yeah. of data. But not just not just that as well. I think, <laughs> and this might sound a bit corny, but there, there was probably a little element of guesswork and luck involved yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but, but, you're right. I there's agree so with many, that. There's I so agree many, with that. Yeah. But but luck luck would have got us there. Yeah. But to just get us back. Yeah, but I think people might overestimate how complex it is because it is once you've got the right physics model, it works very well. The Newtonian physics model works very very well at that scale. And like for instance, I read somewhere recently that if you were like firing a a, a, a an object out into space and you wanted to try and hit an asteroid out in you know, the asteroid belt and stuff, the level of accuracy you'd need would probably be about six decimal places on the value of pi. You wouldn't need more than that to be that accurate. And um, it's not actually, so in theory, it's not actually that far. Yeah. So, and coming back would actually probably be easier. Yeah, so because it's, yeah, so one of the things one of the things you were saying about it was I was actually listening to something about the value of pi, and I was saying you don't need to calculate pi past more than seven decimal places because that is way more accurate than anybody needs for anything ever. And they were using the example of space travel that you just don't need it to that that that, that accuracy, and you can do that level of mathematics in your some people can do it in their head, but you can certainly do it on paper and pencil. And if you've got enough time and there's enough clever people around, yeah, you can probably do it. It's Newtonian physics. It's what you do in A-level physics. You know, momentum, traje- trajectory, 
it's not that complicated. And I think maybe people don't want to believe that, but you, you add in a little bit of luck and a some good bit of guesswork and maybe it's not so hard, mm. you know? So when you think, right, what, what to me, what's harder is the idea that mankind 30 or 40 or however many thousands of years ago somehow managed to get from Africa to Australia. On what? How? On logs? What? How did they do that? Do you know what I mean? How did man get across the Pacific to Hawaii and places like that? That is, to me, that is a miracle. Right? And if mankind can do that, to be honest, going up in the space doesn't seem so hard. <laughs> so, um, sorry, it's a bit of a plug, but this book I'm reading at the moment, Sapiens, I think you'd love it because it covers that oh, really? about all that kind of stuff I find myself wondering about that all yeah. the time yeah, uh, yeah and like, how did they get there yeah how it's a really... I can't even swim across a serpentine yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> a really 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 big seagull <laughs> and well, it, did, it did happen over a very very long period of time as well we're talking like thousands of years it happened over so see I don't think that would make a difference though because the distance from one land mass to another is so far that you just have to how would you do it I mean there are you know, having recently been in Australia and looking out towards the Antarctic, like, yeah. it's just, really? You can't see anything? Any, do you know what I mean? It's like thousands of miles and there's nothing. Like, would you just set out in a boat? I don't know. Anyway. So, and also, I think back when it happened as well, I think there was, yeah, the land masses were in slightly different shapes. Water levels are slightly different than that as well. So I wouldn't imagine that, that much, though. It's, it's going back quite a long way. Uh, maybe in a future, maybe in, one, in our next conspiracy theory, we should talk about the uh, Neil Adams expanding Earth theory. Oh, which is very interesting. Neil Adams comic book writer. I'll let you guys look that up for yourselves in the meantime, and we'll talk about it. I think it's time to do some big ups. Would you agree? Anyone got anything more to say about? I have. Can I finish on one final? <laughs> I had a feeling you had. <laughs> I'm going to give you two minutes. Two minutes. Yes. Yeah. One of the final moon landings was on a site which apparently, as you know, there's a lot of what look like man-made constructions on the moon, and also on Mars and pyramids. Anyway, one particular site, which they were well documented, they were supposed to be looking at as part of whatever the programme was to be on the moon. The, the camera never faces the site, so the whole thing's recorded. You can, you can go on YouTube, it's there. But, you know, the conspiracy theory is what they are actually looking for, what they actually, you know, documenting the, the, the area where this apparently man-made looking construct is. The, the camera never looks at it, never looks in the direction of it for the entire time. Is this the one where it's because there are a bunch of alien spacecraft parked? No, 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 no. That was the one I this said. On the, the... the alien spacecraft parked on the moon when <laughs> yeah. they get there. That, it's not that one, is no, it? No, it's not that one. Oh, okay. No, this is a much, much later one. But yeah. What, year, what year was this? The... Oh, I don't know. Um, it was one of the final Apollo moon landings I think it's only been which, which makes you question you know About we were six, so keen to go up there so many like in that period why have we not been back up there since I know I know one, people say and go well it's too expensive and there's nothing up there worth investigating anyway they've never that, stopped them before that, exactly. you'd think it would be cheaper now with our current level of technology yeah, yeah. So. but we've not been back up there we've not settled anything up there or... why why listeners why can somebody tell it us it is a bit strange podcast at liberationfrequency.co.uk if you have the answer yeah. <laughs> so alright let's do some big ups uh, I say hi to Justin Robin who listened to us from the States and also wanted to be the first to say to Hot Rod 
Roddy Piper, the man who said, when I'm good, I'm good, when I'm bad, I'm better. Rest in peace, sir. 61. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I would like to be up Mike Rollinson um, for providing me with the uh, Rendlesham Forest and other mysteries and corrections. Uh, I'd also like to be up my sister, who very late, I didn't have time to read it, sent me, uh, Helen, that is, I sent me a, an article, the 27 Greatest Conspiracies of All Time. Which I haven't had a chance to read. It's a Daily Telegraph one. Um, so I'll have a look at that later. Uh, I'd like to big up Hulk Hogan for getting himself kicked out of WWE <laughs> in the stupidest way possible. Uh, well then, to all those people, big up yourselves. Right. And listeners, we will be back again with our... Uh, next podcast, which might be on the subject of conspiracies, but it might be on the subject of superheroes on TV. Um, but we're going to do more conspiracies. We're going to look at religious conspiracies and governmental conspiracies um, at some point in the future. Until such a time, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.